Welcome to episode six of From the Blue Line. I'm your host, Alex, with guest Ricky. And uh, a lot to talk to today, so we're just going to get into it. Some quick news and notes since we've been here last time. Uh, a few trades, some signings for as far as head coach. Uh, on the 15th, Canadians acquired Jonathan Druran in a six-round pick. Gave up Sergachev in a conditional second. Um, that's a, a big one considering Duran's history. He didn't play for a while, said he wanted out of Tampa. They wanted out of him. Looks like they both came to an agreement, went separate ways. On the 17th, you had Nathan Beaulieu traded to the Sabres for a third-round pick. On the 17th, another big one was Calgary Flames acquired Mike Smith for Chad Johnson, Brandon Hickey, and a third-round pick. If we have time, I want to get into that because Mike Smith is a veteran guy who, you know, played in Tampa for a while, didn't really get what he deserved, went to Arizona, had a few good years there. And then the most up-to-date one is my Devils drafting, excuse me, not drafting, trading Mirko Mueller from the San Jose Sharks, who is a top 20 pick um, not too long ago. Uh, I think he brings a lot to the team, and I'm excited for it. And Phil Housley was named the head coach of the Buffalo Sabres um, late last week. I think it's a big fit for them. He obviously played there. He's got a lot of coaching experience, whether it's through Team USA or just recently in a, an assistant coach with Nashville. Um, so as we come into the offseason here, things are kind of starting to heat up. And at the time of this recording, it is Monday afternoon. Come Wednesday, we've got the expansion draft plus the award show. And then Friday is the draft draft. So heavy work week here. Take a second to breathe. What are you drinking? What am I drinking? I'm drinking a Freedom 35 Trailer Park Boys Lager, which is um, juicy. Decent. That was the worst Bubbles impression <laughs> I've ever heard. I know. Well, we don't have Bubbles and Salt here tonight, so we have to uh, make do with, with what we have. I am also drinking a Freedom 35, and if you haven't checked out Trailer Park Boys, no, this is not a plug nor a sponsor. I wish it was. Um, get it on Netflix and check out Trailer Park Boys. It is quite a treat of a show. It's an easy watch. Only 11 seasons. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not it's bad. Quick quick episodes. I, it's a, it's an easy watch. <laughs> All right, let's dive into it because it's, it's a heavy one. We've got the unprotected list or the protected list, however you want to call it, were released. And not a lot or of... Or as I like to call it... All the fans get to learn which players their GMs love and which players their GMs hate. Yeah, there's uh, some question marks, but I don't think there's anything that's eye-popping. I mean, every team has what they need, um, what they want to protect. Obviously, like you said, if it's a fan favorite. I know there's a lot of grumblings out of St. Louis. They decided to protect Ryan Reeves, who's a heart-and-soul guy, but left Saboka and Perron unprotected, and some people aren't happy about that. Well, every I think a lot. I think most teams have... Um, have that dilemma. Like, look at the Flyers. They left. Um, they decided to protect Scott Lawton, who, you know, a couple years ago, he had potential. Um, but he, the basically, the, the management is, they've been keeping him down in the AHL for years, letting him develop his game, quote, unquote, and, you know, trying to form him into the NHL player that they thought he could be. Um, but they left him protected 
over, you know, a lot of guys, or they decided to protect him over a lot of guys who, um, you know, the fan base thought that should have been protected. You know, Pierre Edward, Pierre Edward Belmar, Michael Roffel, um, Jordan Wheel, who they got when they um, unloaded uh, Vincent LeCavier's contract. Um, you know, those are three players, even if they decided to protect one of those, those players would have had added a lot more to the team than some guy sitting in sitting in the AHL for a long time. You know, if this were two years ago, I would have supported that pick. But, you know, Scott Lawton, I don't think he um, warranted, warranted being protected. Um, and also with the Flyers, you know, it was going to be interesting to see which goalie they protected, whether it was Anthony Stolarz or Michael uh, Neuberth, you know, Steve Mason. He was pretty much told that he's not coming back. Um, whether it was explicit or implied um, when they decided to give Michael Norberth a contract extension. But at the same time, they extended Norberth's contract for three or four years, and then they leave him unprotected. So I don't know if uh, they have a deal worked out with with uh, Vegas or not, but you know, from a Flyers standpoint, that's a pretty interesting uh, decision. Yeah, like how you said, uh... It was kind of a head-scratcher. They gave Neuver their two-year extension, and then the list came out, and he's not protected. But yeah. uh, you look at goalies, I think the obvious choice right away is Fleury. Yeah. I don't know why Vegas... He's a starter. He's a veteran. He's still got some juice in the tank. I don't know why they wouldn't get him. Yeah. Well, and it'd also be interesting to see which route Vegas takes, whether they want to build a team with veterans and a team that's more experienced and that's going to be a contender in a shorter time frame or if they want to take the more developmental option and pick up a lot of younger guys, um, you know, stepping back to the flyers when they came into the league in 69, they won back to back cups, what, six or seven years later in 75 and 76. So, you know, that shows, you know, you can have a good team pretty quick, but it'll be interesting to see what their, um, their path is. But either way, I think George McPhee, he's a pretty good GM. So he'll, I think he knows what he's doing either way. Let's say you bring up George McPhee. Um, we're going to cover the goalies because there really isn't much options out there. I mean, there's the few big names between Flurry, um, two younger guys, which are Calvin Picard out of uh, Colorado, and oh, he's slipping my name, the guy from Washington. Uh, Philip Grubauer, Grubauer. Excuse me, yeah. Um, Grubauer is a guy that when McPhee was in Washington, he drafted Grubauer. He's very high on Grubauer, likes his style of play. Well, it's the same with Michael Morgan, too. But luckily in all the you know, NHL Tonight stuff that I've seen and all the shows on TV, they haven't really mentioned his name being drafted, which I'm fine with because I, in the in the Flyers fan base, I'm a uh, Team Norberth guy instead of a Team Mason guy. Um, but, yeah, there's a lot of young goalies. I know in Detroit there's – you know, some heads turned when they decided to protect Jimmy Howard over Peter Mrazek. Um, yeah, that one. That was, another, that was another choice where it was a 50-50 shot as to who was going to be taken. Um, still surprising, though, uh, to see him get – or to see Peter Mrazek left unprotected. But, yeah, I think Fleury's definitely going. Um, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if they also pick up, like, a Malcolm Subban or something. Because um, either way, you know, there's there's plenty of goalies out there. I think another one that caught a lot of people off guard was uh, Luongo, is actually unprotected. Which what's his contract like? Is it is that more of a contract thing or? Uh, probably. I think it is cap heavy. Gotcha. But I mean, goalies wise, 
Flurry's got to be a pick, and then I think another another guy out there is uh, the backup for the Rangers, Antti Ranta. Yeah, I think those two are locks to go to Vegas. Yeah, he's a solid backup, a guy who can, you know, if somebody goes down, as we saw Lundqvist go down, he he had a string of 10-plus games, which he pretty much performed like a starter. Does Vegas have an AHL affiliate yet? Uh, I do believe they do. We'll get to that in a second as we look that up. I'm just curious is you now depending on how much, how many goalies they pick up or what goalies they pick up if they're yeah they, they have a farm team I believe it's it's the Chicago Wolves gotcha. okay because that that'd be like a Malcolm Subban pickup or yes something. I say Subban is another guy who's unprotected who young doesn't really play excuse me hadn't really played well in the NHL when he was given his chance but he has good numbers in the AHL and can bring you a future if you decide to get him. So there's there's a lot of goalies out there, but like I said, I think it's Flurry's your lock. And then yeah. I think uh, they can draft up to four. So I think it's Flurry. I do believe McPhee Ronta. goes to Grubauer. Ronta's another one in there. And then, I mean, there's Cavill I've Picard. Seen, I've seen Picard's name a lot in a lot of the mock drafts. I've seen Subban's name a lot in a lot of the mock drafts. Like a Flurry, Ronta, Subban, and then the fourth is... You know, toss-up. Yeah. Um, another name that I'm surprised to see unprotected is James Neal. Um, uh, he obviously had a great run with with Nashville this year, making it to the finals, and he's a proven player for both Pittsburgh and Nashville. So, I personally, I was a little surprised to see him left unprotected. Um, again, I'm not sure if that's a – I'm not sure if that's a cap hit thing or what, but it was kind of surprising to see him – um, unprotected. Yeah, that that uh, like I said, I think there's a lot of there aren't many head scratchers, people who are oohing and on at the unprotected list, but there are a few question marks. But again, uh, Vegas only gets one pick per team, and I think you you know that they're going to be looking at other guys, not the ones with the you know the contract heavy hits or the older guys. Well, yeah, and that's the thing—they only get one pick per team. So while each team has like three or four names, where it's like, why the heck were they left unprotected? You know, the the good news is they're pretty much only gonna give up one. You know, I know Vegas has been working out some deals with teams because Vegas has said that they want to try and leave, or they're gonna give each team the option to leave their team intact as much as possible. So you know, there's been a lot of deals. Working out, I I forget what team has one, but they I think it was Columbus. You know they were gonna ship them. I think draft picks on the premise that they take one of yes. three players or yeah. something. So I mean, each team has deals worked out like that to leave teams intact as much as possible. Um, I'm not sure what other deals like that are out there. I know there's been a few, but that's the only one that that comes to mind. Um. And I'm sure it, it's only Monday, and you know this happens on Wednesday, so it'll be interesting to see what else happens. Um, I think uh, I just read something today that McPhee was gonna have all of his trade or all of his trades done by tonight, um, and then have his team pick tomorrow on Tuesday. Um, the only thing with that is any trades that are made now um, cannot be made public until. Wednesday, I believe. So, yeah, we're in the frozen period as um, of 5 p.m. yesterday. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see what's being worked on right now. And, you know, after the team is drafted, too, I'm sure they're going to be trying to pick up draft picks and trying to trade players and stuff. So it'll be it'll be an interesting week around the league for sure. So we covered goalies. 
Um, I would have liked to jump in and do defenseman and offensive um, individually. Yeah, offensemen individually. But there's just so many out there that you could analyze. So there's kind of a, a best available list, if you will. It's got a mix of guys from different teams. Some young, some old, some veterans, some never stepped foot in the NHL yet. But we're going to go over some of these, give our thoughts, opinions, and, uh, you know, see if we're going to make a team a contender right away or if it's going to be quite a few years. Um, the first one that's up here on the list, which I could see, um, we watched him play in Hershey as well as Washington is Nate Schmidt of the Capitals. He's a defenseman. Um, obviously, the Caps are defense heavy. You've got Niskanen, Carlson, Orlov, which are all protected. Um, Shattenkirk and Alsner are both free agents, so, you know, we assume at least one of them, if not both, will re-sign. Smith was kind of a sixth or seventh defenseman throughout the year. Played well when he was in, but didn't really stand out enough that they felt like they needed to keep him. And again, he has that George McPhee connection. Um, He was there when he was in the system. I feel like there's a lot of George McPhee connections yeah, he's been this. in the league for quite a while. I mean, he's he's been around the block. So, since we're talking about the George McPhee connections, I know ever since the Caps were eliminated from the playoffs, um, even d- while the Caps were still in the playoffs, there were rumors that Ovechkin was leaving. Do you think he'd leave to go to Vegas since there's the George McPhee connection? No, he will live and die and end his career in D.C. I can't. I can't see him wanting to leave. Just a thought. Yeah, yeah, that's that's one I never considered. Well, speaking of players dying in the league, I think Garmir Yager just signed an extension. He's <laughs> about to sign an extension for his thirty-seven thousand season in the NHL. Yeah, something like that. Which is fine. I like seeing him play. I miss him on the Flyers, as does everybody else. Yep, I missed him when he left the Devils as well. But Schmidt... Um, as does like eight other teams when he left. Yeah, the, the roaming Yagers. Yeah. Uh, do you think Schmidt could be a a good fit? I mean, he's young. He's kind of got an offensive ability to him, but he is an astounding defenseman, can play penalty kill. Yeah, I think he I think he would make a good fit. He'd help bolster up the defense. Because I, I don't think there's too many good there are too many big-name defensemen that are left unprotected, so I think of the ones that are unprotected, he makes a he would be able to add more value than some of the other names. Yeah, well, you're talking about defensemen um, from the Ducks. One that actually kind of left me a little confused was Sammy Votnin, and then as well as Josh Manson. They were yeah, both left unprotected. Um, Votnin is, I, I don't know his age, I want to say mid-20s, but he's young. They played well in the playoffs, too. Yeah, he's he's a guy that can lead your team. He's proven it since he stepped foot in the league. Manson, they're obviously the Ducks on hire him, or on, excuse me, are high on him. Um, he's another young guy who he can bring a lot to your team for just a minimal price. Um, do you think either of those guys are a good fit? I mean, Vatnin's an obvious fit. I think Vatnin would be more of a fit than Manson. I think he would. The way Vatnam played in the playoffs, I think he would bring more value to the team than Manson would. I mean, I didn't – I'm trying to think back to the games I watched with Anaheim. I remember hearing Vatnam's name more than Manson, so automatically my mind just jumps to Vatnam. Um, yeah. 
but I mean, I don't know. I feel like there's going to be a lot of surprises on this team too, just because there's so many players available. I think there's going to be a lot of surprise picks that, um, or a lot of surprise players that are chosen. Um, but just from a, you know, from a outsider standpoint, I think Vodna would make a good pick for, for Vegas. Yeah, as you say, uh, we covered those two, or excuse me, three, you know, defensemen kind of right off the bat, and then you hit your first offensive player who really stands out, and that's James Neal of the unfortunate losing Predators. Um, you suck, Pittsburgh. <laughs> yeah, we, not- we mentioned him earlier. Um, you know, he's he's a proven force doesn't on both the teams he's played for. Um, so I think they would – I think James Neal um, – would definitely be a top two line forward if you went to Vegas, probably top line depending on or first line depending on what, who they chose. Um, I was kind of surprised to see him left um, left unprotected. There's a couple other players from Nashville that I thought were kind of surprises that they're unprotected. One was Pontesad Auberg. Um, who are some others? Um, uh, P.A. Parento, Vernon Fiddler. There was a lot of pl- guys who played really well in the playoffs. Colton Sissons, um, Harry Zonorchuk. There was a lot of guys who played well in the playoffs, but it was kind of surprising to see them left unprotected over um, over some others. But Nashville was one of the teams where they decided to um, protect more D than Ford. Um you know, they protected P.K. Subban, Roman Yossi, Ryan Ellis, Matthias Ekholm. Um, so they only protected, what, four forwards and four D? Yeah, so, like, yeah, they went with the 8-8-1 approach. Um, so that, that would explain a lot of their good forwards being unprotected. But I think Nashville is one of those teams where was, there are a lot of surprises as to why, or not why, but what players were left unprotected. Yeah, Neil's uh six seasons in a row, twenty plus goals. Yeah. He is a former forty goal scorer, so it's not like he he's past his prime, but he still has it in the tank. Well, I think if he, yeah, he's definitely got it left in the tank, and I think you know since Flurry is pretty much a lock to go to Vegas, he and Flurry will rekindle whatever friendship they had since they were both soon to be. One's a former Penguin, the other is pretty much a soon to be former Penguin. So. Um, I think that might turn out well for him. Another uh, another big name that's out there for forwards is Jonathan Marchessault. Hopefully I said that right for the Panthers. He's a young guy, and this is, again, kind of a – are they hoping there's a, a side deal in the works that he doesn't get taken? Um, he had 30 goals this past season. I believe a few injury kind of concerns, but, again – Florida went defense heavy with protecting the obvious in Ekblad, Yandel, Petrovic, and then went with Mark Pizik as well. Um, do you think Marsha Show, I, he's a top six forward in my opinion. Do you think he's a guy who can make an impact? Yeah, right I away? think he'd have an impact. Um, you know, with a lot of these guys too, um, you know, it'll be a change of scenery. I know Vegas isn't the most player friendly city out there, but. Um, you know, I think a lot of these guys, if they were, you know, kind of top six on their team, like kind of the bottom part of that top six, going to Vegas, you know, it's a new team, new group of guys, new city. Um, you kind of have a new fire lit underneath you to do well and to, to perform. Honestly, I don't know. I haven't seen Marshall play too much, um, so I can't talk too much about him. But 
you know, a lot of these guys, a lot of the guys who are like, you know, kind of second, third line forwards who are left unprotected. Um, I think going to, going to a new team, um, they can, they can perform well. I mean, that happens fairly often where, you know, second, third line guys who kind of perform all right when they go to their new team, they, you know, do well. Um, there's been plenty of examples. I wish I could think of one off the top of my head, but I think you, I think you would do decent in, uh, in Vegas. Yeah. It's all about pairings. I mean, if, if, you know, he plays on a line with Yager, it's vice versa. You play yeah. on a line with Crosby or if you're playing with, with fourth line guys, it all depends how you match up. Yeah. Well, I mean, look at Patrick Maroon. He was kind of so-so and then started playing with Connor McDavid and him, what was it? Him, Dreisaitl, him, Dreisaitl and Maroon, they were like the top scoring line in the league last year. Yeah. Maroon had career numbers. So, you know, if he, if you're playing with the right guy, you can do, do, you can do all right. So two more guys out of the Eastern Conference. One is Ryan Strom of the Islanders, who I'd say last year, maybe even the year before that, kind of a, an average, below average year. He didn't really do anything special. Um, he still is a number five overall pick and has 50 points in his in his pocket. I mean, he's he's a proven guy. Is he a good fit? I mean, he's young, can give you depth up the middle. He's a good center. Yeah, I think he's a good fit. You know, with the Islanders, they were another team that protected more D than Ford. The Islanders protected five D and only three Ford. So um, not that the Islanders really have many good forwards to begin with. Um, Except but, for my boy, Johnny Mack. Tavares, I love you. <laughs> um, but I think Ryan Strom is one of their better forwards. Um, you know, he's kind of surprised. He's, I think he's a good name out there. Um, same thing, if he gets paired up with the right guy. I mean, I'm not sure who he was playing with in um, in New York, if he was playing with Tavares or playing on the line with somewhere else. But, I'm, again, kind of going back to my earlier statement, you get a change of scenery for some of these guys, and they'd, you know, take off. Yeah. Um, I mean, Jake Voracek was kind of like that when he went to the Flyers. I mean, he was already pretty good when he played for Columbus, but he went to the Flyers and became one of the top forwards in the league. So, um, you know, the change of scenery will definitely, I think, definitely benefit some guys. Yeah, I, I could see that definitely. The other guy out of the Eastern is uh, Mark Mathot for the Senators, who, veteran, been in the league for more than a decade, doesn't really have a heavy contract. Uh, he played with Carlson this past year, and now he's only got nine and a half fingers. <laughs> Do you think they pounce on him as a veteran force, or is he left? untouched and can finish out with Ottawa? Uh, I think it depends on what approach Vegas takes with their team. If they want more of a veteran team, I think my thought definitely goes if they go for the younger approach. Um, I think he's left unprotected. Um, he, he, Like you said, he definitely has more of a veteran presence in a locker room. Um, but, you know, if they go for a younger approach, maybe they take like uh, – uh, let's see what younger players do they have. Um, Bobby Ryan's unprotected. Yeah, but I believe that. I think that's a cap thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think there's some better unprotected players on um, Ottawa if they're going for a younger approach, like Yerky um, Joka. All right, never mind. I'm thinking of someone else. Um, Trying to think, like a Victor Stahlberg or something. I think there's better younger players than, um, than Method if they're going for a, a younger team. 
Yeah, I think if you want to bring in a veteran stout defenseman, he is your guy. But again, oh, yeah. it's what Vegas wants. Do they want to go young, you know, fast with the scoring touch or that I gritty kind of style? I benefit Vegas more to go with the veteran style with proven players. Um, because, I mean, the whole reason there's an expansion was because it was all about money. Um, so I think Vegas would have a in a non-hockey market like Las Vegas, they would benefit themselves to put together a more veteran team that knows what they're doing, that can produce sooner, um, that'll perform better in the league in chances of getting better attendance than having a younger team that are, that will develop for a couple years and let attendance slip kind of like a, like a Florida Panthers. Like they came into the league and, they were never really great. I mean, they've made the playoffs once or twice. Um, but, you know, they practically give away tickets for Panthers games. I think if they if Vegas takes a more let's-be-better-quicker approach, I think they go with a more veteran, um, veteran lineup, which I think will benefit them more in the long run because it'll keep their fan base engaged. It'll get their fan base engaged a lot quicker than – if they try and build a team from scratch and it's kind of just a like a oh they're doing all right oh yeah there's a hockey team in Vegas um yeah i mean personally i think las vegas is one of the worst places to put hockey i mean i get that kind of like with arizona and phoenix near at austin matthews come out of that area yeah um, hockey's definitely expanding but um Vegas is not a hockey city at all. It's not even a sports city. I don't understand why sports teams or or professional sports leagues are trying to throw teams in Vegas. They just see it for the the amount of money that's in that city. There's no real sports fans in that city. Depends. Do you consider gambling a sport? (laughs) All right. So fire round here. And I talked about earlier with the Blues. They left unprotected David Perron, Vladimir Saboka, Dmitry Yaskin, and they decided to protect Ryan Reeves. Yeah, there's a lot of good players left unprotected from St. Louis. The good news is they're only going to take one of them. But yeah, um, I think St. Louis is one of the teams where they were kind of surprised they left so many good players unprotected. I think Perron is. I think he's. I think he's a I lock. He, yeah, I think he's the most likely pick out of that group. Out of the Wild, we have Eric Stahl and Matt Dumba. Um, uh, Eric Stahl is kind of a bit of a surprise that he was left unprotected, but I, again, I think that might be more of a cap thing than anything else yeah it, it'll be interesting to see who they pick between those two obviously Dumba is a young defenseman kind of has that grit brings offensive power to it um but do you want to go with a more experienced centerman who's gonna you know he's got his ring he can bring leadership to right. it at the same time Eric Stahl's game has declined a little bit um I he's definitely not he's, de- he's definitely post peak in his career uh, but he could definitely bring some leadership into the into the team. Yeah, like if he goes on, he could de- he could definitely fill a assistant captain or captain role depending on who else is on the team. Yeah, so out of the Kings, uh, Gabrick and Dustin Brown. We were actually just joking about this um, off air. Dustin Brown's contract through twenty twenty two is pitiful. Something I can only wish I would ever get paid. I believe it's what five point eight seven five year up until 2022 and it's just they locked him up and boy is he they locked him up after their cup runs and then he kind of went down the 
down the crapper, so to say, and never really cared because he's getting an insane paycheck. Yeah, he's the guy that a, a change of scenery could do him good. Same with Gabrick. Um, yeah, same thing. Yeah, kind of like with, well, you know, with Brown, kind of like Eric Stahl, he could go in and fill in a leadership role. Um, Gabrick as well, I think Gabrick would bring in a good scoring touch. Um, I would think out of those two, Gabrick has a better shot of going. Um going to Vegas than, than Brown does. Just because I think Brown's hits a little hit, Brown's cap hit is a little too high for Vegas and what they want. Yeah. But it also depends on who else they get because they have to be uh, I forget what their cap rules are, but they have to fill, you know, a, a decent percentage of their cap um of their, their salary cap range. So, you know, it depends on how cheap they decide to go with other players. Yeah, you've got a minimum and a max in your cap. I forget yeah. what the minimum is because I know the max just I want to say 60 to 100% of their cap. Yeah, because I know the max just got raised to $75 million. Um, Out of San Jose, again, a lot of guys you have to leave unprotected. Some of the bigger names are Joel Ward. Jimbo Joe was left unprotected, too. But again, I mean, he's yeah, he's he's a free agent, and I think he stays there. Yeah, um, but then again, they could bring him in for that veteran leadership. Yeah, I mean, he's coming from the San Jose Sharks that can't do squat in the playoffs, or I shouldn't say can't do squat, haven't been able to finish in the playoffs. I mean, but they're coming from a team, you know, like a like a Washington that's good year after year after year. Um, so he's definitely got a little bit of leadership from that team. Yeah, Mikel Bodker's another guy who up until last season was kind of lights out throughout his career, kind of went to San Jose, became a third, fourth-line guy, and really didn't, didn't do much. play well. But, again, he's got skill, speed, size. And then Paul Martin, uh, six, seven defenseman, he's kind of a veteran. He's another guy that you could bring on your defense if you really want to solidify it, make it a core group of guys, and, and kind of play safe. Um, another defenseman out there from Winnipeg, which – not really a head scratcher, but it does make sense. Is Toby Enstrom? Uh, Winnipeg decided to protect Bufflin, Truba, and Myers. Uh, kind of, kind of odd considering Truba has made it clear he wants out of Winnipeg. Um, but again, he is a guy that you want on your team. What do you think about Enstrom? Do you think you can bring him in? He's a smaller guy, but you know he is a veteran, pretty sound defenseman, and you know, has an ability to play on your power play and offense. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely a sound defenseman. Um, no, I honestly haven't seen him play too much, but, you know, he's definitely a solid player. Could definitely help build a solid defenseman core with him. Um, I could see him going. Yeah, with Truba, I know he's wanted out, so this would be the would be a great – the draft would be a great chance for Winnipeg to get rid of him, but um, they decided – I guess they decided he was more valuable to keep. Yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting um, if they pounce on Enstrom because Marco Dano is available, a young guy who uh, can bring skill. And then to wrap it up, uh, out of the Red Wings, uh, we talked about goalies earlier. Peter Morazic was left unprotected, a guy who can go for stretches where he plays well, plays lights out, can be the backbone of your team, and another where it's a four point five goals against average a game. And it's, I think a, a Peter Morazic, Mark Andre Fleury goaltender duo would be a pretty solid solid uh yeah solid pair one, i mean two tandem there's a i know there's a lot of goalies a lot of decent goalies going through free agency this year um you know rumor rumors are that the flyers going to be in the market for one um so it'll be interesting to see 
there's going to be a lot of goalies getting a change of scenery this year. And I think just overall, you know, taking an overall picture at that list, it seems like there's a lot more veteran – there's a huge veteran presence left unprotected this year. So, you know, I think Vegas – it would benefit them to take that route. I mean, there's definitely plenty of younger guys that can go out there, but there's not, there's no like true rookies. You know, any, any player who's been in the league less than two years, they're not going. So like that leaves out your McDavid's, your Matthews, all those young kids. Yeah. Guys um, who are obviously be protected, yeah. but you know. Um, so I think Vegas, I think it would benefit them. And I think they almost kind of have to take a more veteran um, approach to building a team. Um than taking a, a younger let's build it approach. Um, now, I mean, I'm, they're def, they're gonna have a higher draft pick this year. I think they're picking sixth, um, so they can definitely you know build a build up a good prospect group to that they can you know cook soda sorts in the AHL. Um, but then again, this draft class isn't very strong, so it'll be interesting to see what happens over the next few days and weeks um, with the draft and trades and free agency. Yeah, like I said, uh, we went through a very small list today, kind of some surprises. There's quite a bit out there. I, you know, if you're interested, look up the list. Um, a lot of interesting names are protected, unprotected. Um, like I said, it was very, very interesting to see some of the names who were left out there, some who were the obvious choices, some that, like I've been saying, scratch your head. But again, you know, Wednesday will be a very eventful day. We'll be back after that with some analysis and reviews of the expansion draft as well as the awards, and uh, hopefully in time for Friday's draft. I'm your host, Alex, my guest. I'm Ricky. And uh, drink a cold one.